Hello, it's Jeff. Just before we get to the show, just a friendly reminder to hit follow or subscribe on your podcast app so it's downloaded and ready to go. I haven't had a trio in here in a while, and it's going to be loud, I warn you. Surf, punk, garage. You know, I don't like putting fences around or tethering, you know, genres or eras, but, you know, just to give you an idea, there's a band you'd hear in your garage, in their garage at least. It's loud and dirty and fun. And there's two singers, and there's a drummer, and there's a bassist, and there's a guitar player. It's a trio. This thing is brought to you by Collingwood Live and Original. Let me tell you a little bit about it before we get started. This is opportunities in the Collingwood, Blue Mountain area for music creators to connect and collaborate and cultivate their craft. Collingwood Live and Original, bringing musicians together and supporting the creation of music. Go to liveandoriginal.ca for everything about that. I'm Jeff Woods. You knew that. Sterling and the Birdwatchers, Surf Punk Garage, from a trio out of Collingwood. Duncan Crone on drums. Hi, Duncan. Hey, man. It's good to have you here. And thanks for driving me uh, over to pick up oh, uh, pleasure, the PA, man. through which we're going to rock out in a minute. Calum, Mackenzie, Kale. Hey, how's it going? It's good. I, <laughs> and and I, I saw you at, uh, at Blue Mountain in, in yeah, the yeah. shop. And uh, why don't you come on my podcast? And, and That was days ago. Here you are. Yeah. yeah. Thank thanks you. Thanks for having us. You're, you're very welcome. And Jack on bass. Jack Doris. Hello. <laughs> so there's the three of them. The best place to get your music is where? Bandcamp? The, the two big platforms, everyone, like like Apple Music and Spotify. Are you guys all hooked up with, with all of these platforms, or do you have favorites for your own listening? Well, I'm on Apple Music. You're on Spotify. I'm Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. Um, yeah. I mean, Bandcamp's, Bandcamp's like where we kind of initially put it. You put it there, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. Good. There's nothing. So it's it's a great way to just have it in one place, like indefinitely always. Well, that's what they said about MySpace, but I have more faith right. in Bandcamp now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, having having things on Apple Music and Spotify, and there's a whole bunch of other different little. We we um we used uh, DistroKid. Oh, I see. Which is, cool. I guess, for somebody who's not, you know, we're not on a label yet. Hopefully someday. Um, hmm. pay them a little bit of money, and they put it everywhere they can. Sterling and the Birdwatchers, uh, the name. Let's do that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's my middle name, and uh, Sterling is my middle name. Caleb Sterling, uh, Caleb yeah. Sterling McKenzie. McKenzie, yeah, that's a pretty bold and uh, classic name. name, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's, it's like uh, an at the end of this. Yes, Scottish you should have uh, yeah. Irish or something. Oh, yeah, it sounds like. But uh, yeah, um, I at the t- I guess we've since figured out that a sterling is it's not a bird. Definitely not a bird. It's a starling. It's a starling. Star- right. Yeah, and they're but, beautiful. Uh, they are. They're good birds. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but at the, you know, so it was kind of at the time I was like, oh, sterling is a, a bird, and you know, it's kind of cheeky, just having fun. It works. Trying not to take ourselves too seriously, right? And you got your name in there. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. eventually I want to kind of release maybe some solo stuff under sterling, kind of as an alias, a music alias, and so it seemed like a good, good way to kind of test that out a little bit too you play you play a guitar and, and sing lead vocal do you play mm-hmm. other stuff other instruments I mess around with like synthesizer stuff I'm oh, a cool. lot more I'm like but I like just messing with weird sounds and effects and stuff like that in general um, the six song EP you'll do a couple tracks from it you'll do a couple yeah, songs from it live in a minute and then you got a cover to play too which is mm-hmm. which is super cool yeah. um, let's talk about uh, how committed the three of you are to this project and, 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 and what the drive is for 2019 what do you want to accomplish this year 
Well, yeah, we're going to be um, in September. We're going to be moving to Guelph to kind of centralize ourselves a little oh, wow. more in um, in Ontario and just be a little closer to Toronto and Hamilton and kind of any uh, even the other ones like London and yeah Windsor. Well, I mean London's London's way over there, but well, that's closer than we are. That's true, now. closer <laughs> than we are now. Do as much as we can in Ontario for the remainder of 2019, and then kind of maybe once we're a little more settled into Guelph and kind of figuring out the the flow of that maybe start doing um well not maybe definitely start touring um outside of Ontario remember the world yeah and have you ever done that played little... outside of Ontario not yet not I yet I played but... in Quebec before oh yeah with his uh Beverly right yeah your old, your old man yeah nice mm-hmm. why Guelph um I, you could say why great. not but why great yeah great I just love the town I had a lot of friends there from camp and stuff like that and mm-hmm. Visited that area. It's a nice, kind of hippie town. Yeah. It's got its own little music scene and just the location, like where it is in Ontario. Just seemed like a good place to make a home base for a while. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you guys ever been out west? Like individually, not as a band as such? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been. I was just in um, Canmore in March. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were? Um, snowboarding and it's unbelievable yeah. out there. <laughs> I lived there for a couple of years. I wrote yeah. a book in Canmore. It's oh, a, cool. Yeah, it's uh, really small. It's where the mountains get big, right? Uh-huh. Right in Canmore. It's pretty incredible for that. You guys, what, we live in Blue Mountain. Do you guys all do winter sports, ski and snowboard? Yeah. It's actually how Jack and I met. We, yeah. uh, we're, <laughs> he's a snowboard instructor and I was a ski instructor. And I was talking to someone who turned out not to play any instruments, but kind of looked like the kind of guy who would. And I was saying like, hey, I'm looking for a bassist. Like I'm trying to, at the time I was with kind of this uh, drummer from my high school. Uh, and then he uh, he said, I don't really play any instruments. And Jack poked his head from across the staff room. I blew this. The rest is history. Was that easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, it was great. The funniest just... thing was I didn't. I was yeah, just she was more friends. a lead guitarist more. Really? But, yeah. I like just playing music. Like, I play the piano, the harmonica, guitar, drums. Not as good as this guy, but <laughs> saxophone, clarinet. I used to be an unbelievable clarinetist when I was in high school. Um, That's dope. To toot my own horn, but... Well, yeah, it's like playing music, and I think every musical instrument teaches you something different about music. So, and and how comfortable do you feel? Like you love the bass? I am having a lot of fun with it, especially the things that we're doing too. It's not just like root notes and yeah, <laughs> thumping away. It's it's cool. Like well, the whole goal was like just being being a trio, right? It was to kind of have Jack yeah, every, do a little every more. Every part is like super important to the song. And yeah, we we I mean the the, the parts are kind of written to be half kind of bass, half more like lead guitar kind of parts, right? Like, not just kind of filling in the background of... Yeah, everything's pretty melodic. Yeah, no yeah. Just root. If you had to pick a, a trio that you could point to is... Uh, Green oh, Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for this guy, Those for this my guy. boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boys. Billy Joe is Joe. pretty goddamn yeah. great. So we just played the horseshoe, and the last time I was at the horseshoe, I saw him play. Did you? Um, with, like, a solo project, 300 people, and I was like... He's a pretty great singer, front man, and a hell of a charming guy. They did mm-hmm. uh, years ago. They did uh, the Phoenix, yeah, and, yeah. and, I, and I did that show with them, yeah. So for cool. the Nimrod record, they came into my studio and we uh, we did a session oh, live no there. No way! So oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've met right Billy on. and Trey, but not Mike. Billy yeah. was great, um, uh, and and Mike was amazing, and 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 Trey was a, just a fucking goof. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean that's kind of his yeah. trademark. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's when I met him, and so that's funny you saw him at the Phoenix because Caleb and I actually saw Swimmers 
which is his son's band at the Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, less than a month ago so <laughs> really yeah, like, yeah coming full circle with the family and they're great guys too we chatted with them after the show and they told yeah, us all fun. about their gear and like oh you guys should get this micro cord like <laughs> if you're doing like surf punk like that'd be super sick like we use it all the time and yeah telling us all about it which we're super down to earth and we're really fascinated with the idea of using like a micro cord for bass stuff mm. trying to kind of get like mess around with that and get some really just crunchy kind of weird effects going on a bass sweet for that yeah well jack green day but but uh duncan uh, mm. a trio that you can point towards of, of, oh, of any era a trio yeah because you guys oh, are man. a trio you gotta have some trio influences <laughs> or or not i mean not strictly trio like my yeah. background is more like prog and stuff so i was like really big into dream theater for most of if not all of high school god like, help like, you Fortnite was just a beast to me yeah it's mm. true um so i got into like them opeth uh other bands like Cloud Kicker, Night Versus, stuff that's more kind of intense on the metal side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I think through that, then I, I learned like this really cool, like, oh, they have like this kind of relaxed sound, but it's also very busy at the same time, which I thought that was really, really, it's it's overplaying, but not like lead drums kind of stuff. It blew my mind. How do you go from like hardcore prog to hardcore not? This. I mean, there's you, still elements that stick out to me, but me. I, I find like the, the fusions. It's not as as uh, as oil and water. Uh, there's still there's still like the the, the surf beat that the da 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 is is just really it's fun, man. It's got some like, oh, yeah. fire in it. That I get. And I think that's it's it's not the technicality uh, between the genres. I think it's more just like the the feel behind everything. The feel and the energy. Like it really drives and it's got a real like burn to it. Cool. <laughs> Kill. What about you? Is there a trio out there that? that Mm. From yesteryear, or, or somebody who inspired of you know, probably probably Theocs, probably oh. Theocs. They're rad. Yeah. They've messed around with like different formats. Like I, you know, sometimes they have two drummers. Generally, it's it's guitar, bass, and drum. And they're you're just like a wild garage punk kind of just, <laughs> you know, off the wall. Like I, I think is it John Dwyer is the is the lead guy yeah. from that he plays like a uh, an SG it's got like s totally see through what's that what's that called <laughs> like when they, plexi the epoxy kind uh, of yeah. Like, yeah. like fiberglass like guitar and he, uses, he has a metal a metal neck what? to get like the crazy tones and stuff and he uses all these oh he's off the wall man it's <laughs> wild yeah oh yeah like that was where a lot of the inspiration for I think this band came from just the idea of, like oh I want to do I want to do what he's doing like just playing you know not mimicking sounds or anything but but just playing fast and just having fun and not necessarily being like playing angry but just mm -hmm. having having a good time yeah uh, being people. abrasive right plus it's easy to schedule practices when <laughs> you only have three people it's true makes it a lot easier <laughs> I have no idea how polyphonic spree does it social <laughs> scene <laughs> and when yeah right oh, I, listen uh, I saw a trio the other night uh, Mountainhead there on the episode before mm. you episode 48 and uh, drummer uh, Danny Nash great little drummer and, uh, and two guys, bass and guitar. Mm. The other thing that we talked about was the fact that uh, when you get the $300 paycheck for the little club, at least you have 100 bucks each. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead of seven ways. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> the economics of a trio is pretty good. Yeah. And you still have a nice full sound. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I go back to, uh, the, the two that I go back to all the time are Cream and Hendrix. Uh, Hendrix yeah, Experience yeah. and Cream, yeah. and they and you've touched on all the things that they had, the yeah. energy, um, the ability to 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 go all kinds of places musically mm -hmm. through effects or not. 
Mm. And and they both became international successes, obviously. Yeah, well, and right? changed music. Yeah. And changed and changed music. Sure. Yeah. Um, Hendrix had to go to the UK to do it and then come back, but but Cream were the ones that, to me that really mm. started it, and then it blew up, and yeah. then it yeah. really blew up, and then it imploded. <laughs> <laughs> so there's lessons there. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. The reason why they uh, imploded was because they, they they discovered the Canadian band known as the Band with Levon Helm on drums from Arkansas, right. and they're like, oh my God, there is more to music than this trio. But <laughs> while they were around for the three four years, they were around. I mean, they exploded. Yeah, yeah. They did everything. They played everywhere. Mm. They mattered. They still matter. Yeah, of course. Mm. What matters most to you about being in a band? I mean, what mat what's your takeaway at the end of the week that makes you feel good about being in a band? I've always really enjoyed just like sharing kind of a musical experience with people. I've I mean I've cried kind of like playing music by myself and I never find it even half as enjoyable. I love just sharing a stage with I I, I don't I don't enjoy being like the spotlight in any time really. I kinda I like the collaboration of it, collaborate. Yeah, yeah. I love the, yeah. And I mean, even as like, even as like, like with, as a, like a songwriter, like I I bring the the songs and I I I like having the, you know the band members that I'm working with to, to help me fill in the gaps and and generally, you know, I, I say this a lot, but we um I kind of present the skeleton of a song and I bring it and we kind of fill in the flesh. You know, just slap some meat on it. Yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah, and it's like so. I think I think the idea of, of sharing sharing ideas and and kind of being with you know making music with people on the same wavelength as you and um, and the same kind of vibe of what you're trying to create at that time. It can be you know it's hard to find those people, but when you do, mm -hmm. it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, everybody has a little skin in the game, so everybody's kind of got the commitment to the project rather yeah. than the guy that's getting handed a chart yeah, or getting absolutely. handed a direction. Here's what you'll be playing on yeah. the bass, Jack. Oh, oh no thanks. There's no fun in that for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and kind of like going off what Caleb said, taking this thing that didn't exist ten minutes ago, yeah. turning it into this creation, and then. Being able to present that to other people and actually move them, I think that is one of the most profound things in the world. Is yeah, and that's why I think I love playing music. So when you recorded the six-song EP in 2018 and put it out, uh, self-titled, right? Mm -hmm. Sterling yeah. and the Bird Watchers. Do you find it difficult to not morph these songs into something else after you've played them 92 times? <laughs> they, I a think they've bit. taken. Yeah, we have. We, I mean, we're yeah, we're working with a you know, Duncan's Duncan was uh, is. How long have you been drumming for us now, man? Since Almost, like yeah. February. Since February, yeah. So we, so we, like he, he, uh, yeah, he was on the, the EP. So the songs, of course, you know, you have a new drummer. The songs take a full, you know, to totally different turn. So and then that, you know, I've I've always wanted, uh, a, you know, Jaguar, and I got I finally got that. Yeah. So being able to use that whammy bar to kind of <laughs> mess around with the songs and get a little bit, bit of a, you know, I was playing a Les Paul before. And, the uh, the Jag's beautiful. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Where did you buy it? Where'd you get it? Uh, well, I bought it. Through Blue Mountain Music, but I mean, they ordered it. They ordered it in for me. It's yeah, such, it's such a cool body. Isn't it? Oh, it's so great. Yeah. I always, I always love that off-center kind of stuff, and just the versatility of. It how just much needs a humbucker. Uh, was there somebody playing a, a Jaguar that you went, "Oh my God, I need to get one of those"? <laughs> are we? Are, are we uh, yeah, there was. Um, are we? Like, are there 
swearing on this? Yeah. The, there's a band called Tropical Fuckstorm out yeah. of Australia that was playing a, a, a jag, and I really loved how he was. And I mean, of course, bands like uh, it's so great. <laughs> the, the, so um, was their music. <laughs> yeah, so was their music. Um, check them out. Um, probably My Bloody Valentine too. Yeah. That kind of with the Jazz Master stuff. Jazz Master Jaguar. You think I mean, everybody immediately flips to My Bloody Valentine, mm. right? That's, well, I put, mm. Cobain too. Yeah. Oh, Cobain. That's why I flip too when I see that body shape. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so because you guys are much younger than I and some people listening uh, the classic music for you when you were you know 13, 14 is that kind of the age you know they say the coming of age age mm, right. mm, yeah. what, what, so what were the big beds when you were 13, 14 years old well, like I said before it was Green Day and then from there just the Ramones and all that punk rock from the 70s just took over my life and I think I've still 90% of what I listen to is second half of the 70s like the punk rock of yeah which like bands? the Ramones Sex yeah. Pistols cool. Buzzcocks Clash um, yeah did you get into Iggy yeah the yeah. Stooges, Stooges the, with the yeah. New York Dolls um, tons of cool cool music came out of New York and and then mm. brought over to London and came back over and then there's a turf war over who started what and that's a conversation for another day but yeah that's kind of where my musical um love came from was that kind of anger and rebellion and just wanting to do it every wanted whenever you wanted to do it and that's kind of how I've lived my life ever since I found that music so it's been a huge part of my life and who I am some of these songs reminded me of well one in particular uh, Undertow which you'll mm. do live yeah, yeah, yeah. Cramps. Cramps oh yeah you know Cramps listen yeah. to Cramps yeah love, love, love Cramps I, I, I was super into them in high school for sure super cool band yeah very cool right? band Fun. definitely that kind of just like I don't care kind of attitude. I love that's a oh. and a bit theatrical and a bit and a bit campy. That's the that's yeah they're fun. <laughs> they're a lot there. of fun. They're, they're wild, silly, wild, fun, oh, yeah. fun at a party. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like a little bit us too. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. That's that's the main goal, right? It's just to have, have fun, fun, get people yeah. dancing. Where, where can you play playing music like this? Is there anywhere here? I mean, you're gonna go to Guelph because yeah. the scene's better in towns well, with big colleges and universities. Collingwood's got a great scene, and we've There's built no up quite a that. fun following. Yeah, too. like, like we have got a... ten people that come out to every single time we play in Collingwood. And so, big, where do you play? What do you play yeah. in Collingwood? <laughs> yeah. Um, where do we play in Collingwood? Um, generally, just open mics in this area. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. it's it's harder to get a show. I like the Crow in this area. The Shout out to Crow. Bob Sakamakis. Or, Probably gonna be playing like in August a, sh a show at the the corner. Oh, good. Yeah, like, just down the street from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Perfect. Um, I mean, like, it's just it's 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 hard to um, for a band like us to play like a three hour set because it covers. <laughs> there would be ninety seven yeah. songs. Probably wouldn't want to hear my band for three hours. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of it's a so lot of a uh, lot of high. A lot of those weekend yeah. gigs. Yeah, they want yeah. you to play three three one hour sets or whatever. Exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah. a lot. You'd, it's, you'd rather be on an opening bill for a band at the Shoe and get you exactly. thirty minutes or yeah. whatever, and just go in and, and rip it up and get it, the yeah. fuck out. Exactly. Right. And then, well, yeah, you get in there and, and you, you you can do a really high energy set for you know thirty minutes to forty minutes to you know an hour kind of thing. Yeah. And then I'm that's people wanting more. And that's yeah. And yeah. That's key. Always leave money more. Don't. I feel like you play. You yeah. play three hours of, of you know loud, fast, abrasive you know punk stuff. It's it's uh, I'm gonna it can it. get a little tiring. <laughs> I mean, not only for us, right? It's it's by the end of that we'd be pretty pretty gas. Pretty yeah, but uh, but you know it's uh. And you've done the shoe, I, I think I saw. Yeah, yeah, we just did the horseshoe. How was that? That was that's super dope. I went by. That was really cool, man. That was so Blink fun. of an eye, it was done. Were you, were you part of a bigger bill? What was? The, tell me about the game. Yeah, so we um time, we just shot out like a whole bunch. Everybody basically, I basically just went on to tourism Toronto and looked up 
50 best live music venues sent an email to every single one and the horseshoe is the only one that emailed us back so so far <laughs> um yellow magnolia was the headliner yeah we're cool yeah um condo is probably everybody keeping out for condo yeah condo mm -hmm. they're like a cool art Terrestre pop as well terrace yeah, 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 yeah they were cool yeah who grew up in toronto i did yeah. Uh, yeah. jack you grew up in toronto so you had a lot of friends there so you could bring yeah, them out to the had, show kind of thing a, a really great group of people friends from my high school friends from the camp we went to a whole bunch of people yeah. from collingwood came down to the show yeah, that was crazy friends, yeah, um, friends of mine from toronto yeah, yeah. A few people from yeah we had too, like, we had friends from all over well that's key i always say there's a responsibility of any band to kind of bring some people to the gig yeah you gotta you right gotta. yeah well they asked us to bring 30 and i think we i think we surpassed that yeah. for sure good I, I, keep doing that same, yeah seemed pretty yeah, full <laughs> yeah got dan time, burke man. on our side too so <laughs> hopefully tell me more about dan Oh, he's been doing it for a long time. He's, I think he's been, he's been in the game for, he's one of the longest standing like Toronto promoters for a while. He's a wild dude, wild dude. If you look him up, the first things that come up are like fist fights and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these wild stories Jack was telling me about like them missing, uh, missing their set and then like playing as loud the as they room. can in the green room. Yeah, <laughs> and trying to drown out the other band. And so. <laughs> this is our moment. So yeah, yeah. Like he's oh, he's a wild but, um, man. He's he a good came guy. up to us after when we were just standing in the back, and he was like, uh, "Should have put you boys later." <laughs> yeah. So you liked your you liked your thing. Got in playing uh, the Monarch Tavern, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, July nineteenth. July nineteenth. Yeah. I'm gonna get you to play in a few minutes. What else can we hit on here? Do you do house concerts often? We do. Yeah, we've done we've done a few. Our first show was at a house party. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're the most fun. Backyard, I think. like yeah. So Generally, well, the horseshoe is so pretty crazy and playing things like that. But just like the sweat and the energy and being jammed into a tiny little room. With I've never that first show was. Uh, yeah, we, I've never sweat that much in my we life. We were getting like shocked. <laughs> we were, so we were yeah, we were getting shocked by the <laughs> yeah. mics because I was I was just literally sweat dripping off of my nose. Did the yeah. cops come? No, no, but, no. But we, um, we were in the basement, right? So it was we planned a twenty-minute set. And it was maybe the hottest day of the year up to that point. <laughs> and um, yeah. But by like halfway through our set, there were only three people left in the room. <laughs> Two of them were our girlfriends. Because <laughs> yeah, it was just it was, too hot to be in there. It was too hot. hot. Yeah. Like, but we then were eventually, like the guy who was hosting the party came down. He's like, "Boys, it's been like forty-five minutes. Like, <laughs> you guys almost done." We're like, "Oh, fuck. <laughs> we're not even halfway through our set." <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was, that was. We learned a lot that set. Yeah. We learned a lot that set for sure. Was, yeah, yeah it's amazing how much show. you learn more for one show than like ten practices. Yeah, was that that say, was right? before you recorded the EP? But it was before I recorded the EP. Yeah. A lot of the songs were were pretty much where they were at with the when we recorded them. But yeah, at that point, it was, when you went in to record, was it the, this wasn't the first time you recorded? Period. It was the first time you recorded together? First time recorded with that recorded and with probably the first time drummer. we've all recorded like kind of to that caliber of yeah equipment and yeah i like, kind um, of messed around with a little bit of recording with with my high school band but um yeah. we hadn't really none of it got released yeah i've only ever done it, it myself in my bedroom yeah i mean yeah i mean i used to i used to mess around with uh the mobile garage band yeah. right. and i would put an, an earphone in one ear and the microphone kind of <laughs> leaning over my amp and uh and then playing playing it like that so you got these cr like super super lo-fi type recordings but they were they were good for demos but. they're great for demos yeah uh did you feel ready when you went into his proper studio for yeah. the first time i i think at the think time we did, we did. i think felt i felt ready anyways. we felt ready yeah and i i think now in retrospect i feel like the songs now are a lot more flushed out but, yeah, um, duncan has given this band like this full energy that that was there before but the way he hits these drums i've never yeah. heard a more Thanks, full 
Boom. Yeah, man. It's just, you've got some power. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I initially I started off as a guitar player. You flipped. Yeah, yeah. I came from a pretty musical ba- like uh, household. Like my mom played piano, my dad played banjo. So why drums? Why, why did you make the change? Well, my brother got a, a, a drum set. So I'm like, well, we better get him into the fold too, right? <laughs> and um, my dad sat down to the kit, played a rhythm. I sat down. I was like, oh, this actually this feels really good. Like it's really <laughs> cool. Like. It, it just felt really natural to me. And then yeah. he said, my brother sat down and he was like, God, oh, really get it together. Wasn't his thing? Yeah. No, but now he's at U of T for upright concert bass. So he just kind of just went hard and destroyed me <laughs> musically. Wow. Yeah, no, he's a really talented kid, man. Yeah, I started playing drums in high school. I got recruited by this metal band and that we, we played a bunch of shows for like two or three years. And that was an absolute hoot. But then after that, I kind of just went off and was a little nomadic for a while. Didn't I can't really bring a drum set with you if you're hitchhiking. Right? Like, it's <laughs> it's a bit much. Um, so yeah, I eventually like landed back at home and uh, started playing again, and then uh, it didn't really go anywhere. So I just kind of kind of hung them up for a while, and then uh, some more moving around. Ended up getting rid of the drums completely because I just wasn't using them, didn't have the space for them. And then at like one house party we were all at. <laughs> and I just set in on the kit for a couple tunes. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is so good to be back doing this again. So at the time, we were really looking for a drummer. Yeah. So we could kind of get the ball rolling again. We had a bit of, like, after after we yeah, released the EP. We had a couple of starts and stops and starts and stops. Yeah, yeah. So it, was, it, was kinda, it was funny. It was this little serendipitous, like, all of a sudden we were at the oh, same man, party playing great. together. That's that cool. super good. Yeah. So then, like, a week later, I rushed out and, like, hit the Facebook marketplace, picked up this kit and some symbols, and like, all right, let's bet we're back in it. Let's do this yeah. thing. I really believe that well, the way you came together and found a drummer when you needed one, everything happens when it should. Yeah. We kind of um, made the mistake a few times of <laughs> trying to get drummers that were already in bands that... Trying to um, steal them? Yeah, and they were just like, I'll play with you guys, and then us being like, oh, this guy's in with us now, and then them <laughs> down the road being like, no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> other stuff going on. Yeah. Do you all have day jobs, and would you like to get rid of them? Yes. Your employees are probably yeah. listening, so you know. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm only at my job for until the uh, to the end of the month. Till the move, yeah. Uh, yeah. Until I move to Toronto, uh, and then probably gonna try to work part time. But um, yeah, I mean, the goal is to the goal is to um, to be able to quit your day job, you know, at some point. I think um, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I'd, I'd love to. I mean. I'm kind of coming to terms with like the kind of music that we're doing. Like I'm looking at bands like Idols out of the UK, right? They're a, kind of an art punk band. I mean, they're huge. They're playing like stadium shows, and they're still working day jobs. So it's in between albums and stuff. So I'm kind of looking at like different ways I could get my my foot in the the music industry outside of playing music too, to kind of make a little bit of a side hustle It'd be kind of fun. But I mean, I'll worry about that. I'll worry about that when I get a little more traction with actually playing music, right? And get get kind of knowing the the field. We're all pretty, we're all pretty new to the to the actual, you know, music scene on a, on a mm-hmm. trying to, you know, trying to make it a professional level. So it's and the field's changed so much, as uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and basically, a hundred percent of it's just based on the fact that we get music largely through the internet, yeah, <laughs> less than through a traditional record store. But <laughs> oh, did, did you stuff, press yeah. any stuff? Did you press vinyl? Or we you actually gonna? didn't. No, I, I mean, I've wanted to. It's just we don't. Know, we're not pushing it. So yeah. yeah, my mentality at the time was like. You know, we got to record for free. We got to record the EP entirely for free, which was, you know, to record a studio. Brownlow, John Brownlow. Brownlow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he so recorded he it for us. It. Oh, he believed in you and said, let's he do this. Said, let's do it. Oh, and, good. Um, That's and, nice to have. Which was amazing. You know, we, how often does that actually. Yeah, shout come out about? to John. Yeah, shout out to John yeah, Brownlow. Really John. Everyone Incredible loves individual. John Brownlow. Everyone loves him. He's a yeah. local impresario, as it were. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so we. 
I, at the time it was kind of like, well, we didn't put any money into it. Why would we be you know, charging for it? And we at the time it was kind of maybe a little less serious. We actually got like $200 in donations and we just kind of forgot <laughs> I, about it. Well, no, well I didn't, <laughs> see, I'm a, see, I'm a goof and I didn't want to set up e-transfer and I was like, ah, I don't do online banking stuff. And then all of a sudden I, when I finally did and I was like, well, maybe we'll collect some of these donations. And like more than half of them had already been sent back to the people and we were like, okay, all right. And I got like 60 bucks or something, you know. It's, it's it's hard to ask for the money sometimes, but yeah. uh, more and more you'll have to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think now we're getting a little more comfortable with like the idea of like making money, mm-hmm. and, and or I mean like you know having, having that be an active part of it. I don't know. I've never been concerned about like like money's not money's such a little thing in my life. Like I'm I don't roof over our head. We need to eat. If yeah, we need to get drink. to a gig, we well there's that. <laughs> if we need to get to a gig. We need gas in the car and insurance and so on. But you know those are the fixed costs. Those are the things you have to have. Mm-hmm. Beyond yeah. that, yeah, the focus has to be yeah. on something greater than. The finance, they say mm. that will come when you when you when you do the thing you love to the best of your ability, make the creation, put it out there, and and it will come together totally. if it's meant to. And I think um, as we start gigging more and touring, we're gonna put out merch, and that's when yeah, we're working press on finals. Are, we're working CDs, on merch right now. CDs are pretty cool. That's the opportunity. You have to, if someone's turned on and they can't get any of your stuff other than to stream it, then you guys can't make any money. Yeah. And people do, there's some people who still like the tangible the yeah. thing that well, they can like put on their... People like them for their cars and vinyl is making a massive yeah. comeback. Like, I yeah. love listening yeah. to a record. And good, I me too. Yeah. For good reason, too. Like, it's not like CDs are going to make a comeback or cassettes, really, right? Like, vinyl's actually, vinyl's like, the quality the is... Yeah. yeah. It's so nice to it's listen so to. Cool. And yeah. It's, yeah. So sure. cool. You like, the whole experience. It too. Yeah. You got to brush it off. It's a full thing. It's a process. It's Exactly. Fun. It's you, know, ritual. you gotta flip it and everyone's listening yeah. to it. Something super practical yeah. that I hadn't even considered consciously was, and, and, and one of the guys in Blue Rodeo of all people mm. pointed it out. They said, what, what, what do you like about, why, why do you have a turntable? Why don't you just, you know, have a, at the time, an iPod or why don't you just stream music now? He's like, I just really like the 20 minute side. 20 minutes of music is a nice, digestible, practical yeah, amount fair. of music. It's hard to, to set some time aside to just like listen to tunes yeah i mean i i as i try to set as much time as i can aside to just like indulge in like new music that i've never heard before especially with streaming now right like there's just so much of it i'll never hear there it is it's kind of nice when it's curated you know what i've been turned on lately by is uh is xmu channel 35 on sirius mm. it's almost all new yeah mm. nothing yeah. old because uh, they have other channels for that yeah yeah and uh and they give new bands a break that commercial radio doesn't necessarily right so that's cool yeah they might dig what you're doing particularly as you're going to record another album hopefully later this year 2019 yeah yeah Yeah, well we're uh, just finishing up the details on how we're going to be like when we're going to make the time to go down to the city and do that where would you do it oh with a good buddy of mine um he's kind of i don't know if i can necessarily say that much right now at the moment (laughs) just because like you know nothing's set in stone and like you know it's kind of going to be like a home studio setup and um, not necessarily that public, but yeah, great, great, great friend of mine who really, really knows his stuff. He's been, you know, interning in like $50 million studios and stuff like that. So he really, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of faith in him. And didn't you say he just got on back from being on tour? Yeah. He was like just, doing a sound for an orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. during, so yeah, like so doing the mixing boards. So he must. He really knows, knows his stuff. He's yeah. He's, he's, I'm going to be living with him for the next two months in Toronto Good. and just learning a lot about the recording process and how to do all that and, and just sound in general just sound yeah just a lot of he's great he's great but yeah yeah hopefully you know we'll have that hopefully we'll have that done by the end of the summer or by you know the fall and then hopefully 
you know, who knows when we're going to actually end up releasing it. We'll try to do like a press run and stuff. Well, you, yeah, you, 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 you play live and create and write and write and write and write and record. For sure. And get someone to do some of that business for you. I mean, social media is easy. Anybody yeah. can do social yeah. media. And you have to keep doing that. Of course. I of think. Course. Just to share, put it out there. Everybody's, Everybody's on it. The least it. you can do it. Everybody's on it. Easiest way to put yourself. And the fans really want to have access to you in some way. So that's mm. easy. Hey, I want to have access to our social media. Yeah. <laughs> this guy <laughs> lost a password. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I have our Instagram, our Instagram password. Uh, I, I don't remember what our Instagram password is. I can't access my I own can't, account. I don't know if I made an email for our Instagram that uh -oh. I have now forgotten. So I'm afraid to log out of it to try to log back in to recover our email because gone. I don't know if I log out of it, it's a 50-50. That thing's gone forever. Oh my God. So it's, it's, it's a big risk. So it's quite at, this point, at this point, it's kind of just like I'm just running the has anyone ever has anyone ever uh, hacked into your like an ex girlfriend or something hacked into your uh, social media? No, no, no. no, no me neither. No, I'm just talking for a friend. Luckily, it's the, it's the <laughs> worst. I've got a few times like leaving your leaving your you know you leave your phone open or something like that. Yeah, Somebody just posts that. post something on your yeah. Facebook, but like yeah. nothing to. Do you want to play uh, one off the record, like literally yeah, off the sure. record, one full song from the record? Because then you have a representation of what it sounds like recorded, yeah. and then do oh, a couple live. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's they sound good though. Unless City Glow would be the one that's the same. Yeah, City Glow maybe. Yeah. Let's do City Glow then off the record. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Sterling and the Birdwatchers from their self-titled EP of 
there it is, City Glow from Sterling and the Birdwatchers. They're here. They're a trio. They're from the Collingwood area. They're going to relocate later this year to Guelph with a stop in Toronto in the, in, in the meantime and hopefully get new music from you by the end of 2019. I definitely want to make sure we take our time with this and make sure that it is the best that it can possibly be. Good. We spent the last year and a half really just like kind of making sure things were good before we started playing shows playing shows and the networking and the business side of things and actually rather than just making the music but I think a big part of it was making sure the music was as good as it could possibly be before we started really digging our toes into that kind of stuff well it sounds killer live I reposted yeah, something on Instagram that you did live uh, it was really good so yeah, Sterling and the Bird Watchers on Insta um, and the record, the six-song EP that's self-titled, is available you know, everywhere you can, you can find music. Well, having heard one from the record, let's, let's, let's get into a live set. I want you to do three songs. One will be a cover. You, you, can, you can talk about that in a minute. Talk about the, uh, the first original you're going to play, Undertow. Yeah, Undertow is kind of a, just a light-hearted... Fun kind song. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Like I kind of wanted it's to. It's also kind of dismal and dark. I guess yeah. It's about it's about a surfer guy, a fictional character named Tommy, who, uh, well, he runs the beach. He's like he's the he's like king of the beach kind of guy. He's the best surfer in town, but he uh, he gets uh, he gets sucked up by the undertow, <laughs> and he, and he disappears forever. Here it comes. <laughs>
Sterling and the Birdwatchers. That was cool. Do another one. Do another original. What do you want to play now? Uh, we'll do. I don't like smoking anymore. Um, we've we've also called it. Maybe I shouldn't yeah, smoke. Find it's it been on the this EP. song has like eight different titles. Man. Yeah. Well, but I but I don't like smoking anymore is what it's called on the on the on the actual official. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that was I guess. <laughs> the best title was just in the set list. You just wrote maybe smoke. Maybe, maybe smoke. Maybe, yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe smoke. Um, maybe. No. We, um, Who smokes in the band? Anybody ever? Ah, unfortunately, what are you smoking? I, I do. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I guess I, it came from you know. Cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, you know, it was a kind of a song about. Um, I guess it's kind of a self-deprecating kind of song about. Um, the first verse is kind of more, you know, feeling feeling a guilt about wanting to hang out with friends just so you can smoke a cigarette and, you know, not having the means to smoke or whatever, you know, not having a lighter or, or you know, like things like that and knowing that your friends have a lighter. So you, and, then you're, and then you're kind of sitting there like, well, fuck, I'm going to hang out with my friends. Like, so you know, like it's little things like that, little moments you catch yourself being like, oh, jeez, feeling kind of like a scumbag. Oh, kill him. Yeah. And then the second verse is just, you know, growing up and the kind of, the kind of feelings that come from that and kind of feeling a little out of control sometimes and... <laughs> you know, but you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I play it. You know. Let's from time to time. <laughs> Let's do it. Sterling and the Bird Watchers. I don't like smoking anymore.
Hey, do you guys know the the artist known as Fourth Born? Fourth Born. That's James. That's James. Yeah, Jamie, James right? Stevens. Jamie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a yeah. he's got a tune called The Last Cigarette. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, that's okay. been that's been going on uh, Rock ninety five, right? Or, yeah, yeah. They, they played it on the uh, new Rock show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's, follows my show on Sunday he's nights. He's been killing it. He's been killing it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. He played that uh, on an episode of Records and Rockstars mm-hmm. with uh, with Sarah Watson, Watson yeah. Stevens. As have a duo. They're they're great. <laughs> we know. Funny enough, I played I played in a band that we we only played like one show, but we did. Um, it was, they were, we were called Banana and the Poodle. I mean, it, was, uh, it was a it was a band that, that stoner moment. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we 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 did a handful of practice. Yeah, and, J- and Jamie and Jamie and Sarah were in the band briefly, and and uh, we we usually had practice at Jamie's house. And he's, he's a great guy. He is, and she blew me away because she's oh, like, yeah. I haven't been drumming for long, but I really wanted to drum, and and she was pretty solid for a new drummer. Yeah, That's oh sweet. yeah, she's yeah. a great multi instrumentalist. Like, she's she she's usually playing keys, right? Yeah, that? and then she yeah. I've seen her play some wild rhythm stuff on guitar. She's super cool. Like, oh yeah, just a natural. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. What about a cover? What do you want to do? Yeah, somebody uh, else. We'll do we'll do. Um, Black Sheep. Black Sheep by a band called Metric. It's off the uh, it's off the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Is uh, Emily Haynes just not uh, sex on two legs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's a, yeah she's I haven't a, met her. Uh, yeah, well, I probably uh, won't now. She's like, okay. if he said that about me, I'm not coming <laughs> yeah. on his podcast, son of a bitch. What, um, what did I, see? I think it was written for the movie too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was written for the movie. Yeah, that was... Um, that's nice when you get a phone call. Can you write a song for our film? That's, mm. a, that's a good feeling. I'm very well, yeah. cool. Like, have you seen the movie Scott Pilgrim? No, tell Scott me more. So it's like a... Michael Sarah plays a bass player in a Toronto-based... Like garage band, um, and it's just about like the struggles awesome. of trying to. Be but but well, it's like subtly but it's so about much that, but it's too. like a superhero movie kind yeah. of too. It's How old like, is it? Uh, Two thousand seven, maybe no, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten, yeah. It's it's great. It's like a superhero movie. Yeah, There's a lot of arcadey kind of stuff girl, going on. He's got to fight all her ex boyfriends. He's got to like yeah. He's got to maintain his band and. <laughs> Michael Sarah is pretty bland. Oh, he's great. so funny. Yeah, apparently yeah. he was the only one that didn't have to do like strenuous music. Practice. He's actually a bass player. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. But his cool. his band in the movie, um, like the Scott Pilgrim's band, Sex Bob-omb, or Bob Om, they spell yeah, yeah. there's a typo in the name. <laughs> um, there are you know like the most. They also play like it's it's a great movie. They play like you know Lee's Palace and stuff like that and uh, Sneaky D's. Like they're or they're hanging out at Sneaky D's at one point in the movie, mm-hmm. like or in the comic books or whatever. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. But so yeah, they the metric did a, a cover for Scott Pilgrim's ex girlfriend's band, <laughs> and we we took that song and kind of redid it. We made it our own. Black sheep. It's Sterling and the Bird Watchers. <laughs>
talk about Black Sheep being from a movie, uh, the mm. Black Sheep done by Metric for a movie. Yeah, what, yeah. What's your favorite music movie? Let's go around. Caleb first. Ooh. Oh, wait, yeah, go, go, go to someone else first. Yeah. Oh, boy. Shit. <laughs> uh, I guess it could be not, not a documentary, but a, a movie oh, like a about a band. I fucking love Across the Universe. Oh, I do too. Mm. I love the Beatles music and the way that they, like, those two, well, I guess all four of them could really write a melody. And I think that's what's kind of cool about it is how much they change the sound, but the melodies just stand the right. test of time. Like, they do. And the harmonies and, yeah. like, that scene when she's singing um, I Want to Hold Your Hand at the football practice and it's just basically it's like minimalist and it's just her that melody is incredible it is I that that being said rock and rock and roll high school <laughs> how, could you, how could you not any movie filled with ramones is a, yeah. is a cool movie with me um but the beatles thing love have you heard that oh the reimagined the yeah i've heard the soundtrack oh yeah that's yeah. wonderful yeah, the really way cool they've remixed stuff. it it was it was giles martin George apparently Martin's there's a new son. beatles movie coming out called yesterday where everybody in like oh, one yeah, society yeah, yeah. has like forgotten the Beatles songs, except like there's one, one dude who's like who can cover them. Oh, really everybody's well. forgotten this. I'm gonna do it. What a cool <laughs> people concept! People are just like you. <laughs> You've got they've got what it takes. I'm fifty. I'm Sorry. partial on that one. I'll go see it, but I, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's a weird, it could be. Weird it could. Idea. It could be really good. It could be really bad. Well, yeah. the one you want to see related to Beatles is gonna be the Peter Jackson film because he's got access mm. to all of the. Uh, all of the tape okay. they rolled when they when they re recorded Let It Be, the Let It Be sessions, Ooh, yeah, which yeah. were crazy. The they were yeah, brilliant and crazy and, mm. and, 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 you know, killed the band. Well. <laughs> but uh, Peter Jackson being, you know, the famous film director, yeah. if anybody can make a movie sing, it would be Peter Jackson. Mm. That makes sense, yeah. It's going to be really sure. cool. I don't know when it'll be out, probably like 2020. Duncan, yeah. music movie, got one? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I was really big into, um, I got really into August Rush. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Just the kid just doing like all that, like like kind of Don Ross stuff on the guitar. Really? And I was like, wow, that's really dope stuff. Mm. And then, yeah, I got really into Don Ross after that. <laughs> August Fresh. Yeah, man. The kid just like lays a guitar down and like an open tune. He just does all this crazy stuff. Really, really neat stuff. And I was like, well, that's kind of a fun way to approach it. <laughs> Go back and watch. Well, two things: Backbeat, all, all the best bands of the early '90s. It was there wasn't Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, but all the other bands <laughs> did uh, Beatles music. But because he, he, it's hard to get rights to Beatles music, so they did all the rock and roll stuff that the Beatles would perform in Hamburg, Germany. Oh, and no so way. you had '90s bands yeah. doing '50s rock and roll music to represent the Beatles, and then it's acted as the Beatles would have been in Hamburg at the time before they hit. Watch that backbeat! Cool. I swear to God, you'll love it. Yeah. And there's one called Nowhere Boy, which is the story of Lennon before the Beatles, wow. the lead up of, really of cool. you know his mom dying and all of that shit. Really? Nowhere Boy, you'll dig too. Beatles rights are so hard to get that Paul McCartney can't even get them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. You know, the, the, you know that story. Did. The, the, the shittiest part about that story is Paul basically told him. Told him. <laughs> wow. There's going to be a lot of money in that. Because he, he bought the Buddy Holly catalog because he loved Buddy Holly music. Yeah. There was talk between <laughs> Paul and Yoko after John's death that maybe we can get this music back. Mm. Paul just couldn't justify or, or, or reconcile the idea of paying for something you that yeah, you already own. Yeah. Already own morally, I own anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it all comes back to the Beatles. So thanks for being here. Hey, thanks, yeah. thanks for having us, man. Right Sterling on. and the Birdwatchers. Go to Bandcamp, go to Apple, go to Spotify. Check out our Facebook page. Yeah. Bandcamp. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, Sterling underscore and the underscore. 
bird watchers. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck getting your uh, finding your password and reclaiming your social. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. I, I want thanks. you to post some live stuff. Yeah, for cool. sure, man. Absolutely. You, uh, we've got we um, a we few live will. clips on YouTube, too. If, um, oh, good. Yeah, the Night Moth show. And there's more yeah. going up there every day. So YouTube, yeah. Sterling and the Birdwatchers. The Records and Rockstars podcast brought to you by the Collingwood Live and Original Music Initiative. Opportunities for music creators to connect, collaborate, and cultivate their craft. Collingwood Live and Original. Bringing musicians together and supporting the creation of music. Here's where to go to find out more. Liveandoriginal.ca I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast. But we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.